cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Oren Shabel. I think I messed that up. President of Unrivaled Brands. Oren, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be here. Was there ever any hesitancy to kind of dive into cannabis? Obviously, you've worked in some of the challenging markets from a regulation standpoint, but any challenges or hesitations to kind of come into can- cannabis? No, I've always had like an alternative background, right? And so it's, uh, I wasn't like worried about hey, how that would look for professionally or to, for, to friends and family or anything like that. It's always actually been really exciting to me. If you had told 15-year-old me that I'd be working in cannabis, I think, I think I'd, be, I'd be shocked uh, just imagining it was legal. But no, I, I see the opportunity is so big and so exciting in so many ways and just so positive, something you can really see think, you know, your teeth into and be emotional about that I was, uh, I was ready to go. So let's talk about Unrivaled Brands. Can you share a little bit about the company and what your role is there? Got it. Yeah, no problem. So Unrivaled Brands, we are the West Coast MSO. So MSO stands for multi-state operator, which is a kind of term in cannabis that separates people that operate in one market from people that operate in multiple. Uh, the reason it's important is because operating in multiple markets in cannabis is really, really hard. But uh, what we're doing is we're bringing together a house of brands across retail and across you know actual consumer packaged goods uh, into the West Coast and the markets that we're in. And then we're looking to make a splash with those brands that we feel can impact the globe and help those be global brands as the cannabis industry grows. Uh, so I'm the president of that company. So kind of all of the day-to-day operations across our retail stores, our distribution, our, our sales, our product strategy, uh, everything that kind of goes on day-to-day is uh, kind of falls in my purview. A lot of the, the public market stuff, uh, you know, getting through the M&A and, you know, kind of like the financial analysis, et cetera, kind of lives in, in the the, the teams on our business that that uh, service the public facing uh, side of the company. But yeah, all the internal operations I'm working through every day. That's got to be so challenging from like a macro standpoint and then kind of getting down to those specific details. So how, how do you go about doing that? Obviously with your role, you've kind of got your hands all over the place. Yeah. And so I think it, it's one of those things where you have to be really hands-on, but I think the, um, the top three things are going to be just understanding what's happening on the ground. You know, I spend a lot of time, I'm above one of our retail stores right now. I work above another one of our retail stores. Uh, so basically having our hands on the pulse is, is number one. Number two is, is communication intercompany. You know, so we, it's just like, what are the meetings where people are actually sharing information back and forth and sharing the challenges back and forth? Um, and the last piece is, is scenario planning because there's so many things happening in cannabis. Like, okay, what if federal legalization happens? What if federal legalization happens, but we can't be vertically integrated? What if, you know, the, mark, the market pricing falls by 40%? which is, can happen you know, in, in a heartbeat in cannabis. Have, have we outlined at least a couple bullet points for each of these things so we know what's going to happen or, or we know we have a, a start of a plan based on what's going to function? And so I think those three things, like again, you know, being in the trenches, communicating within the company, and then doing planning for multiple scenarios is, is how I kind of approach this on the daily. When you're setting up, let's say, the hot sauce, is there like a minimum, a minimum amount the team is willing to invest? And then is there a metric to determine success to say, hey, it's worth doubling down on this over the next quarter? How, how do you guys define those metrics internally? 
Yeah, the hot sauce is actually a great example for that. So we're lucky to get to the point where where we make enough edibles and do enough things where the R&D component of this with our vendors is essentially like they're happy to develop something for us because they know that we're going to order a certain quantity. Like for us, you know, we don't want to do less than 2,000 to 3,000 units of anything because inside of a cost model, if you're amortizing the cost of testing and R&D and things across a certain volume, like we want to be ensuring we have that for every single SKU. So if we have three flavors or for instance, so they know, our partners know we're going to be doing two to 10,000 of any given thing, even if we don't keep it. And so for them, they're incentivized to help keep that R&D together. So we have a constant flow of things that we're throwing at the wall that <laughs> don't even make it out. And the hot sauce is one where we're like, oh, this actually tastes good. And the costs actually works really well. Okay, let's put out two flavors. You know, we, we did uh, you know, a couple thousand units of each and it sold through faster than I think we thought. Most can understand actually how challenging it is to be vertically integrated, but from your position, what's one idea or concept that most wouldn't understand about the challenges? Yeah, well, it's basically, it's running, we run seven businesses, not one. Like that's the biggest challenge, right? Is, is uh, uh, sometimes, you know, when, when I think late at night, I'm like, hey, what would it be like to just do one thing really well? <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, it would seem much simpler, but then, you know, so you get the, so you're never amazing at anything, right? You're good at many things. Maybe you're amazing at one or two if, if you're lucky, but also you're, you're hedged. We go, you know, the market's changing. These prices are going down. Oh, we can lean more in this direction with the business. It just gives us more fluidity to be able to survive the potential changes of the cannabis industry. And that's, so that helps me sleep at night. If I'm a brand and I'm interested in partnering with your team, how does that work? Do I have to hit certain minimum order quantities? We get people that hit us up all the time that ask about these type of partnerships, and I'm sure you do as well. How does that work? And so I've, I basically, uh, I've stopped referring to, you know, our, that operation as distribution. And now I kind of refer to it more as an accelerator because, you know, we're, we're just, yes, we have trucks on the road, but really what we're doing is a combination of, you know, since we own all our own stores, if you're a brand that comes into our distribution, you know, I like to basically say those stores are now essentially your stores. You want to try specific promotions. You want to try new styles of merchandising. You want to evaluate products before you bring them to the market. Like this is your, this is your playground to work with us, to work with the team to feel like we're kind of one place to do that. Um, and you know, and then we have kind of these different piecemeal options of whether we help you just with the trucking, whether we help you with trucking and sales to kind of work through that. And so where our sweet spot is really, if you've hit a certain level of brand growth, you know, uh, like low six figures where you have your product market fit, you know, people are interested and excited by your brand, but you have a hard time taking it to that next level because that's, you know, a lot of people with a good concept and decent execution can get to there, but then taking it to half a million or a million dollars a month in, in sales, you really need uh, all the tactics of how does it succeed in retail. You need the network of all the people to support it. You need that kind of trial and error basis of what we've built. And you need people who will like tell you straight up, be like, yeah, hey, this, this packaging needs to change, you know, or like, this is outdated, this pricing doesn't work. And so if we find people that have achieved that level, that are kind of humble enough that they know that they want to need to work with people, you know, uh, cooperatively to get to the next stage, that's really perfect for us. Large majority of our listeners are East Coast based. What is one concept or statistic about the California market that would surprise or shock them? People will be shocked at how refined the product experiences are. Like you go to our dispensary downstairs from where I'm sitting right now. And if you, you want stuff that hits you normally, do you want fast acting? We have that in kind of within every variety, you know, eight different types of carts, you know, like that are, you know, not just by flavor, but Hey, it's live resin, it's full spectrum. It's, you know, like there's a, 
you know, it's just pure HTE. There's just so much variety, so many experiences, so many cannabinoids, you know, CBD, CBG, you know, THCV, like it just, it is the Delta eight stuff, the variety and the efficacy and then how refined those products are. So like someone threw a label on it, they're fully, you know, merchandised, et cetera, is uh, I think is, is shocking for people that have only experienced kind of what happens inside these, these dispensaries and the kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, like less developed markets. And, you know, just, it is, it's a full CPG. It's walking into a Whole Foods, you know, uh, and, and it's all taken super seriously. The product quality is all extremely high. And I think for people that haven't experienced that, and, and it's similar in Washington and, and Oregon and to a lesser extent, Arizona uh, and, and Nevada. But like, if you haven't experienced that, it's extremely eye-opening. And then people kind of walk in and be like, oh, I didn't realize it was like this. You know, like there's, there's legitimate brands, there's hundreds of options. There's all these things I haven't heard of before. It's, a, uh, it's pretty eye-opening. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what is the biggest misconception? You know, I think the biggest misconception is that people are just doing it to get high and have fun. Whereas we see it's, it's so much more tactical than that. Like people come in, let's say half our customers come in, let's have a good time. The other half are coming in to solve a problem. They're saying, I'm sore. I can't sleep. I have this pain, whatever that is. And they're solving it with cannabis. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? You know, I would say to be, uh, to prepare, to prepare yourself or your organization for, for change, right? What can wide-eyed East Coaster, East Coast operators duplicate from West Coast markets to position themselves for potential success? Um, I would say just really focusing on really focusing on flour and strains and what can be done like consistently at high quality and like raising those quality standards. So, Oren, for our listeners that want to get in touch, they want to learn more. Where can they find you? So I'm at Oren Meets World on, on Twitter. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, same on Instagram, but not as much on there. Uh, just Oren you know, on, on LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, Twitter is definitely the best way. And uh, yeah, and like, look, I, I love talking to people. I love, I love ideas, cool packaging, cool products, cool feedback. S- send them all to me. And uh, yeah, let's, let's chat. Yeah, and we'll tag up all of Unrivaled Brands in the, the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.